Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound, along with Changeover. Changeover, of course, standing at Burwood Stud up there on the Darling Downs for Noel and Christine Denning. Well, the man of the moment, without doubt, is Pete McMullen. That's the case here in Queensland, because on Friday, history was made. The final race at Albion Park, Willie Wild Lightning was able to shoot through along the inside, claim victory. It was a, a normal race. There's, there's nothing fancy about the race, but the milestone in itself, or the, the big moment, was when Pete McMullen was sitting behind Willie Wild Lightning, because win number 300 was brought up, and the man himself is joining us now. Pete, good morning. Congratulations. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. What was the what was the thought process? Was it yes, I've finally got there? Was it relief? What what was the thought process? Take us through it. Um, it wasn't too bad. I, you know, other than just sort of thinking, um, that's actually going to happen here. But sort of, you know, it was sort of the aim was to obviously at three hundred, but you know, to have it done this season, which. Um, still got a few weeks to go so it wasn't a whole lot of stress it was sort of it was going to happen sooner or later going into that meeting on friday you sat on 298 soon after the meeting started after race two you were sitting on 299 because most expected you to win that second race with away we go he looked well placed he duly delivered and then you had some fancied runners midway through the program it wasn't to be and then willie Wah lightning did did you give him a good chance? Because he was in the mix, there's no doubt about it. So what was the thought process? Did you think it was going to happen on Friday or were you resigned to the fact that it was going to be Saturday night? No, I was um, actually pretty confident Friday was going to be the day. Um, obviously, going to the day, we had a sort of number of good chances and um, uh, away we go, obviously, looked a special and he, he sort of put his best foot forward and got the job done and then um, had a couple more chances, a couple of good draws, and they couldn't quite get there, but then really wild lightning. Um, you know, they had a few runs for, for Graham, and I thought they'd all been okay, and um, we were obviously just banking on the one sort of holding the lead, which happened, and once that sort of happened, we were a very good chance. And once you got the result there, once you crossed the line, were any of your rival drivers aware that that was the moment that you, you were able to break through? Did anyone come near you, or was it sort of after the race before you know, uh, things started to happen. Um, no, I think most sort of knew it was sort of, um, that was it. But, yeah, I sort of stayed pretty clear. And, um, yeah, we sort of just went back and presentation. We had a few photos and uh, that was sort of it, I suppose. Okay. I'm sure a lot of drivers, you know, after the race and then uh, once you are back in the stabling enclosure and then on Saturday night, a lot of drivers would have come up and, and, and you know, pay your, uh, you know, your or paid you your dues and, and and congratulated you, no doubt. Yeah, actually, it was um, you know, really quite fitting that you know, a lot of people, whether it be sort of um, trackside or, or Facebook or messengers, um, had a lot of you know condolences and congratulations. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. And um, you know, thank you to everyone who who did congratulate me. It was it was very very kind. Have you been surprised by the amount of people that have reached out? Has there been anyone in particular that has really surprised you by, uh, you know, uh, congratulating you with this uh, huge, huge milestone? Um, 
Yeah, look, I was a little surprised at um, how many people did congratulate me. And, you know, and, and a lot of people actually, a lot of words sort of as far as going, you know, a lot of people look up to me, which is something that, you know, you probably don't realise when you're sort of out there racing day in, day out, that there is a lot of people that watch and you're a lot of young people and they're sort of really looking up to you. And that's something that I probably hadn't realised as much and, until this sort of did happen. Okay. Now, you become uh, the, the 13th driver... And I know that sounds a lot, but the 13th driver to drive 300 or more in a single season. But when you break it down, you're only the fourth driver because those those three drivers in front of you are the, the, the multiple winners. Chris Alford, he's done it five times. Daryl Douglas, four times. Kieran Manning, three times. So it's a very exclusive club that you now join. Yeah, um, obviously that them guys, they're, you know, it's unbelievable sort of the figures that they've all sort of done in single seasons and um you know especially sort of chris alford you know getting the 450 in one season that's uh pretty crazy really um but yeah it's it's pretty humbling to be amongst those drivers really yeah and i'm glad you mentioned chris alford because he's the only driver in in the southern hemisphere that's been able to hit this sort of mark where he's driven 400 plus winners in a single season he's done it twice and you just mentioned it's crazy but it really is because, you know, you've you've got a real understanding now on how hard and how busy it's been for you just in this se- in this season alone. So to, to reach 300, so for Chris to reach 400, it's mind-blowing numbers, isn't it? Oh, it really is. You know, the, the dedication, you know, he obviously puts in because I know how sort of hard it's been for last year, you know, to sort of keep up the effort and go day in, day out and, and really push hard and, um to, for someone to be able to achieve, you know, 150 winners more, it really is crazy. And and then even to think about sort of the guys in, in the US who are driving a thousand winners a year, it really is crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because at the end of the day, you don't start out at the, the or you don't sort of sit down and think at the start of a season, you know, I'm going to drive 300 or, or 400 plus winners. It, it's nothing that you sort of, you know, plan on doing because when you really think about it, it it's just. Well, it is possible, but they're just huge sort of numbers, and it's such a huge sort of workload. Yeah, um, it really is, and obviously um, everything sort of fell in place this year. I had you know with Chantel's stable, which is you know it was a really good team of horses, and then with Graham Dwyer put me on most of his runners. We sort of had two really strong stables behind me, which sort of made it possible. Um, you know, at the start of the season, the plan was never to really go out and sort of do anything special. It was just to sort of go out and win races. And as the year sort of unfolded and, and keeping an eye on a few premierships and different things, and um, and with Chris Alford being injured early in the year, all of a sudden the, the Australian premiership looked like it was possible and, and reachable. So I sort of kept working hard to sort of stay ahead on that. And, and then, you know, sort of passed 200 with two-thirds of the season gone and realised that 300 could possibly be a, a reachable goal. We've still got uh, a number of meetings before the end of the season, as you know. Uh, the, the the season finishes at the end of the month, so how hard do you want to keep going? What what will be the final number for season twenty twenty one? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, it's probably something I haven't really thought about too much, and it's just you know things like this just sort of tend to happen as, as they sort of go, and um, it'd be nice to have a little bit of downtime over Christmas, so and spend a bit of time with the kids, so. You know, who will know what the next sort of coming weeks sort of end up like, but um, 
you know, I'm sure we can get a few winners between now and then. Yeah, absolutely. And just breaking down the season, uh, your first century, it was four months and eight days. Then the, the, the next century, it was seven months and 28 days. And then the big moment itself on, on Friday, it took you 11 months and 10 days. So when, when you start sort of breaking it down like that, uh, they're, they're solid numbers, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it just It's just been a crazy season. And, you know, I've only probably just sort of started to reflect on it now. And, and not only was it, um, you know, huge numbers, there was also a lot of feature races, which, you know, were really special. You know, Triad, Peak of the Creek, John McMullen. You know, there was quite a number of uh, really special moments throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. But when you look at it with Queensland and just giving it some perspective, there's only been five drivers. You're one of those. Uh, the others being Nathan Dawson, Grant Dixon, Shane Graham, Matt Nielsen that have driven double century uh, numbers in a single season. So, um, you know, and the record before you smashed it was Shane Graham at, what, 257 or 259. So you've obliterated that record. But, um, yeah, it's not something that a lot of drivers do. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, you know, like, it's a very small group. So to achieve 300... Do you think it's going to be some time before that that sort of numbers reached again? Yeah, it, possibly. Um, you know, the way I sort of look at it, it, it's if I could be this dedicated and, and sort of get it done, there's no reason why someone else can't. Um, you know, obviously people like Angus Garrard and Nathan Dawson, they're, they're very dedicated and work very hard. So, you know, with a good season, the right stables behind, I'm sure they could give it a good crack. Um, you know, I remember the year that Shane got. Um, that number before and you know it, he had a crazy year and everything just sort of kept unfolding and I, um, you know there's no reason why he couldn't even have a, a really good year again yeah well that's that's for sure records are meant to be broken aren't they they sure are yep yep absolutely so you're, you're currently up in um, in in North Queensland Hamilton is it Hamilton Island your ba- base right now yeah uh, shouldn't tell the kids we've um come away to Hamilton Island for a couple of days and um, you just sort of enjoy a few days down time. Yeah. Is it just a a little break? You're back in action, what, Wednesday night, tomorrow night? Yeah, we came up here on Sunday morning. We're we're back at the track on Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, only only a short break, but it's uh, certainly nice to get away for a few days. Yeah, just clear the head? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Originally, it was um, I booked it for Chantel's birthday, give her a birthday present, but um, I think the whole family is really enjoying it. Okay, excellent start. Well, Pete, I won't hold you too much longer. I, I just wanted to say congratulations. That's a heck of an achievement, what you uh, reached there on, on Friday afternoon with Willie Wild Lightning, bringing up the, the 300th win for the season. You were able to improve on it on Saturday night when Doug scored, so... Here's hoping that you can just keep uh, pounding out those winners before the end of the month. And it'll be interesting to see what the final number really is. But uh, huge effort, huge milestone, and uh, well done. Congratulations. Thank you, Chris. And fingers crossed we can get a few more winners between now and then. We've got an eight event program, as we know, at Elbian Park. And it starts, well, it's not too far away. One fourteen start time for our first, but we need to find a winner of two. So let's... Place a call through to our man, Racetrack Ralphie, as we do each and every Tuesday, and he's online now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What have you found today? Eight races, a couple of small fields, but I'm sure you've got a winner. What's the one you're most confident with? Yeah, yeah, I've got one there. It is a small field, and we're going to go early in the day. 
and it's going to be uh, race two, number one, Delightful Lou. She's a beautiful bred. She's having a first start. Connections paid uh, 80000 for the uh, Sydney APG sales last year, but she looks primed to make a winning debut today. It's the uh, same combination of uh, Darren Weeks and Matthew Nielsen, and they, of course, took out the Lord Mayor's Cup last Saturday with Speech of Silver. Now, the Phillies had a number of trials, and her last effort was good enough to see her take this race today. She just looks too classy. Race two, number one, Delightful Lou. Okay, so a winning debut being uh, expected here from Racetrack Ralphie. So race two, number one. She is a well-bred filly, though, isn't she? By Better's Delight, out of a multiple Group 1 winning mare in Louvre. And uh, that's the... Uh, the, the, the Sloys company that uh, had uh, this filly that uh, enjoyed uh, really good success with her. So you, you probably won't find a better bred horse going around today. So uh, you're confident. Race two, number one, the line for Lou. So we'll get it nice and early, like you said. That means we can play up the winnings a little bit later. We might be able to take a quaddy later on. So that that's, that sounds like a good plan. What do you think? Yeah, that's the way to go. Get in early, get the money, and then you can play all day. All right, beautiful. And as you said, that combination to the four on Saturday night uh, didn't come as a surprise, that victory speech is silver. We all know he's got, got ability. We all know he's got the class, but that race just played out perfectly for him, just buried there on the inside, good speed throughout. So this combination, Darren Weeks, Matthew Nielsen, they're in form and uh, there's no reason why they can't uh, continue with that today. So Racetrack Ralphie, race two, number one, Delight for Lou. That sounds good. It was a good night on Saturday night. Should be a great night. And that horse is going to be backing up again on the weekend, I'm sure. I'm sure I saw him in the fields there on Saturday night, lining up in the uh, the Christmas Cup. So it should be a, a good uh, good week or so, hopefully, for Darren Weeks and Matt Nielsen. So that's the one. What did you think about that uh, that Inter-Dominion uh, result there on, on Saturday night, Ralphie? It was a, a bit of a, a shock in many ways, but... Uh, yeah, there you go. A, a protest and uh, upheld. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely a shock. Um, didn't think the horse would be able to run down expensive ego the way that he that he did. But having said that, uh, there was never going to be, uh, uh, there was never going to be the race that the expensive ego was going to take it out. He just did too many things wrong. And now the horse is very well entitled, the other one, to, to uh, get the get the job done. Yep, Ponsell Benjamin, our 2021 Inter-Dominion pacing uh, grand final winner. Ralphie, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris.